Before we read our scripture this morning, we got a prayer request from Angie, who is Jose's wife, uh, our Latino pastor, that her mother is in the ER in Puerto Rico with kidney failure. And so we're going to take a moment and we're going to say a prayer for Angie's mom. If you'll join me in prayer, let us pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you for the opportunity to worship you and to recognize that you are our living hope. At this time, O Lord of need, we ask that you will be with Angie's mom there in Puerto Rico to touch her, to help her, O Lord, to heal her, to be with the doctors and the nurses that are taking care of her and to just help her to be well. We ask you for Angie, O Lord, just continue to comfort her and give her strength that she will know, O Lord, that you're there with her mom. We put her in your capable hands, asking, O Lord, simply that you will show her your grace and your mercy. We reach out and touch her in the name of Jesus, who made the blind to see and the lame to walk. We ask you, O Lord, simply that you will show your graciousness to her at this time. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Our scripture reading today comes from the Gospel of Luke. Comes from the 13th chapter, verses 10 through 17. I'll be reading from the New Revised Standard Version. Now he was teaching in one of the synagogues on the Sabbath. And just then, there appeared a woman with a spirit that had crippled her for 18 years. She was bent over and was quite unable to stand up straight. When Jesus saw her, he called her over and said, Woman, you are set free from your ailment. When he laid his hands on her, immediately she stood up straight and began praising God. But the leader of the synagogue, indignant because Jesus had cured on the Sabbath, kept saying to the crowd, there are six days on which work ought to be done. Come on those days and be cured, and not on the Sabbath day. But the Lord answered him and said, you hypocrites, does not each of you on the Sabbath untie his ox or his donkey from the manger and lead it away to give it water? And ought not this woman, a daughter of Abraham, whom Satan bound for 18 long years, be set free from this bondage on the Sabbath day? When he said this, all his opponents were put to shame, and the entire crowd was rejoicing at all the wonderful things that he was doing. 18 years. That is a long time. That's longer than Anna's been alive. 18 years. This woman was, had this crippling condition that made her walk all bent over to the point that she couldn't stand straight. In her scripture this morning, Jesus described her as bound by Satan. So this wasn't just illness. This was a spiritual attack on her life. For 18 years, she had been like this, unable to stand straight. And I just want you to think about that, because we might have some back aches and pains every now and then, right? And what do we do? We just pop a couple Advil, give it two or three days, and, and we're back upright. 18 years of not being able to stand straight. I played volleyball yesterday. 
And I can tell you that I experienced what she experienced in the sense of, if I went any higher than this, I could feel shooting pain going up my back. None of you have experienced that kind of back pain, right? Nobody's ever had back pain. Can you imagine waking up every single day for 18 years and knowing that you could not raise yourself past right about here without experiencing crippling pain that would keep you from being able to be upright? When I can't stand up straight, it means I'm in pain. Otherwise, I'm going to push it, right? And I'm going to stand up straight because that's what we do. We muscle through the pain sometimes. But this woman was at the point where she could not do that. It was debilitating pain. It was a, an experience that nobody should have to go through. And this had gone on day after day. Satan had bound her. Satan had kept her in this condition for 18 long years and you know, I'm sure that if most of us had the kind of pain that this woman had been experienced, we would have stayed home that day. We would have gone, you know what, I'm in too much pain to go today. Maybe next week if I feel a little bit better. We would have stayed home. But the scripture tells us that this woman was there at the synagogue on the Sabbath day. She chose to go. It seems like she was a regular even though she was experiencing this turmoil in her life, even though she was being oppressed in such a way, she still chose to go to the synagogue. And I would dare say that this woman kept praying for a miracle, 18 years. And she still believed that God could heal her. How long have you been praying for a miracle? For some, it's been that long. And for some, it's been longer. Can you imagine that 18 years praying to be delivered from this affliction and going to the synagogue that Sabbath day, hoping that this was the day that she would be delivered? Sometimes when we get bent out of shape, we give up on prayer. We say, well, I tried it for so long and now I'm just going to stop because I tried it enough. And there's never a time in which we should quit on prayer. There's never a time when we should stop going to church. We should go as long as we are able, as long as we're able to, to make it. We should go because we are seeking our miracle. And the woman chose to go that Sabbath day and seek her miracle. Scripture tells us that Jesus noticed her. And I just want you to think about that. Everybody else is standing up straight. And the woman's like this. She was kind of hard to miss. She was the only person that was hunched over that far down. She was probably the only person that was unable when everybody else stood straight to stand up straight. She probably had trouble getting up and down. And Jesus saw her and he noticed her. And the scripture says that when he saw her, he called her over. He called her over to himself. Jesus knew that there was more to this than what meets the eye. 
Can you imagine what was going through her mind as she gets called over by Jesus? I have to wonder if she hadn't been kicked out of the synagogue a few times. When people said, you know, you shouldn't be here. You're probably a sinner. That's why you're bent out of shape. She had probably been ostracized by others saying, give up. Just go home. And when Jesus called her over, I wonder if she, if she looked at the door and figured, maybe I can just run out of here and leave before, before anything happens. And she must have been afraid. She must have had that urge to flee when Jesus called her over. You know, sometimes Jesus calls us over because he sees what is binding us and what is tying us down. He sees those things in us that need to be loosened. He sees those things in us that are causing fear or pain or oppression, and he wants to do something about it, so he calls us over. But the enemy immediately starts putting fear in our lives and makes us want to flee and run for the door. And we have to overcome that because Jesus just wants to heal us. He wants to bless us. He wants to make us whole. And he calls us over. Where is Jesus calling you to himself today? Where is Jesus saying to you, come over here, there's something in you that needs to be loosened today. There's something in you that needs to be healed and made whole. There's something in you today that I want to work on. Come over here, let me work on it today. For the woman, her condition was apparent. Anybody who saw her knew what was going on in terms of her physical ailment. But what cannot be seen is what must have been going on in her spirit during those 18 years. Can you imagine how she felt that maybe somehow she was forsaken? That somehow there was a reason for this ailment that she had caused. The guilt and the self-blame that must have been in this woman's mind must have tormented her throughout the years. Yet Jesus looked at her and said, come here, come here, and called her over. He saw the crippling spirit. He saw what bound her, and he was ready to do something about it. Well, the woman must have overcome all her reservations because she decided to go. She came to Jesus. She came before Jesus, whom she didn't recognize because she probably was a regular at that synagogue. She probably hadn't seen everybody that came on a regular basis, and she knew this was not one of the regulars. But she came to Jesus. Something in her gave her the courage. Something in her was moving her towards him. And Jesus said to her, Woman, you are set free from your ailment. And at that moment, he touched her. And the scripture says she stood up straight. And she began to praise God. 
She began to tell everyone in that synagogue. I mean, wouldn't you do that if 18 years of being bent over all of a sudden came to a climax and you were standing up straight? At that point, that woman didn't care who heard her. She didn't care who saw her. She was going to praise God for the miracle that she was experiencing right there. She was telling everybody. She didn't care who heard she was probably saying, praise God, praise God, praise God, praise God. I am healed. She was giving God glory. She was set free. I love how Jesus tells her, not you are healed. He says, you have been set free from your ailment. In Jesus Christ, we are set free from what binds us. The chains literally are broken. We really can do as the songs we heard say. We can really be free in Christ when he loosens those bonds and he sets us free. When Jesus touches you and makes you whole, you can't help but be thankful and want to praise him. It just bubbles up and you can't contain it. Think about all the stories, the one of the blind men, the one of the crippled man, all of these things that happened when Jesus healed somebody, the emotion and the gratitude just welled up in there to the point that they could not contain it. And they had to praise God. And they had to give God the glory. And they had to tell everyone they knew. The woman did all that. She began to praise God, and you would have thought that everybody in that place was happy for her. They had probably seen her week after week show up at the synagogue. Here comes the bent lady. Here she comes again. They probably had bad nicknames for her because they had seen her week after week after week coming, praying for her miracle. And you would have thought everybody would have rejoiced. You would have thought there would have been celebration. But instead, we hear that the leader of the synagogue began to say out loud, there are six days on which work ought to be done. Come on those days and be cured and not on the Sabbath day. And notice he didn't even direct himself to Jesus. He, just, he was just making a general public announcement. Y'all come on other days to do this stuff and be healed. And I want to ask you, who are we to tell God when he can loosen the bonds of somebody who's been bound? Who are we to tell God when somebody can and cannot be healed? Jesus, normally, a lot of times, he, he, he kind of worked through these things, sometimes softer than others, but on this occasion, he just hit it head on. He said, you hypocrites, don't you all loosen your animals on the Sabbath day and lead them to water? And shouldn't this woman, a daughter of Abraham, be healed on the Sabbath day? The rules were crazy, folks. I mean, if you don't know the rule about the Sabbath you could untie your animal and lead it to a place where there was water and the animal could drink. But you weren't allowed to fill a container and set it before your animal because that was considered work. 
You could fill a container and go put the water in a trough and then go get your animal, untie it, and lead it to that trough. And if the animal happened to drink, it was fine. That's how crazy the rule was. But Jesus doesn't even get into that technicality. Jesus simply says, don't you think that this woman is as important, more important than this animal to God. That he would want to heal her on this Sabbath day. When we put rules before bringing healing and wholeness to people in Christ, we miss the point of the rules. The rules were always meant to draw us closer to God and to enable us to be one with him. They were never meant so that we could use them against each other to make ourselves feel good because I follow the rules better than you do. And it was never about the rules being used as a way to put other people down. And they were never meant to be used to keep God from blessing anybody. When Jesus confronted the leader of the synagogue, and all his opponents. The scripture says they were put to shame. They couldn't say anything. What are you going to say? Yeah, my donkey's more important than this woman. No, you can't do that. And the scripture says that when they were put to shame, when they were put down on this point that they were trying to make of the law, and everybody realized what it was happening, that this woman had been truly healed and made whole, celebration and rejoicing finally broke out. Then everybody could look around and celebrate with this woman what had been done for her even on this Sabbath day by Jesus. There is rejoicing when Jesus reaches out and touches us and makes us whole. There is rejoicing when he undoes whatever is binding us. There is rejoicing when we are crippled in our spirit and Jesus frees us to worship him and give him praise. Today, you might have come with a crippling condition. Maybe something that is not crippling you physically. You didn't play volleyball yesterday. But maybe you're hunched over spiritually. Maybe today is the day when Jesus is calling you over when Jesus is saying, I have heard your prayer, I have seen your condition, I want to reach out and touch you, and I want to make you whole to where the point that you can stand straight and give me glory. Maybe you did come with a physical ailment today that you've been praying for. Maybe you've prayed for it a long time. Today, Jesus is inviting you to come and bring it before him. He wants to reach out and touch you and make you whole. That woman didn't know that that was the Sabbath she was going to be healed. But she went in faith, trusting that God could still heal her. And when Jesus called her over, she came. And when Jesus touched her, she led him. And when Jesus made her whole, she saw the grace of God and the glory of God.
that day in the synagogue, there was something different. Jesus was present. And I want to tell you that Jesus is here today. And he's ready to touch you. He's ready to make you whole. Won't you come over? Won't you let him touch you? Whatever is binding you today can be broken. And you can be set free. So we're going to open the altar today for anything at all that is binding you. Whether it's physical, spiritual, emotional, whatever is keeping you from praising God, from reaching out to him, from following him, the altar is going to be open. And we want to pray for you. TF is here. He is a co-worker of Miguel Escobar, our dear friend. And he'll be joining us at the altar to pray for you. That God will touch you and make you whole today. Let us pray. Oh God, we just thank you. We thank you for you invite us to come over. You invite us to come to you whenever we are bound by something in our lives. Oh Lord, only you can see the heart and the life of each person here. Only you know what is going on and what is keeping us in fear, what is paralyzing us in our discipleship, what might be keeping us from giving you the glory that you deserve. On this day, O Lord, as we open the altar and as we are invited to come to you, we ask you to reach out and touch us. We ask you to reach out and make us whole, and we ask you to break the chains and help us be set free. Lord, we know that it is your good will to bring your people to yourself. And so we just ask that you will draw us closer to you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.